Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. You are joining us for a very special series on the podcast. We are diving into the book of Philippians for four weeks. We'll be studying one chapter a week, and this is so that we can know Jesus more and love him more. I am joined by my friend Lana Sullivan from Girl Teach Me, and the two of us are diving into the word together. I am so excited you're joining us, friends. Let's get into it. Welcome back to 500 Seconds to Joy, everybody. It's Stephanie and Lana. <laughs> and we are here to talk with you about chapter four of Philippians. So we are going through the book of Philippians this month. Each week, we focused on each chapter of Philippians. And last month in September, if you joined us, we wrote out the whole book of Philippians. If you haven't done that yet, you can totally do it now. Start now, friends. Never too late. And even if you write it a few verses, that is excellent too. Don't stress yourself out. We are low pressure here. We are busy moms. We get it. But we are so excited to talk with you about this jam-packed chapter. Every single chapter is jam-packed in Philippians. We talked about that last week. And it's so true. There's so much to feast on here. There's so much that God wants to teach us in this book. So really quickly, if you don't know me, I'm Stephanie. I'm the host of this podcast, 500 Seconds to Joy. And I also coach moms and podcasters. So I help people focus on what matters in this season. And I also help podcasters launch their podcast with joy, ease, and simplicity and really up their podcasting game so they can get their message out there, so they can share the gospel with the world. So that's a little bit about me. And then Lana, do you want to introduce yourself a little bit and then dive into chapter four? Yeah. So my name is Lana Sullivan, and I am um, the founder of Girl Teach Me. Our mission is to have women teach women so they can learn, grow, and flourish in their callings. And I truly believe the best way to flourish is to be equipped to read your word because the word is alive and active. And so um, it's really my life mission to teach women how to read their Bibles. Um, I feel very passionate about discipleship. And so if you're listening to this, um, my goal is that you walk away feeling more equipped Um, not just with Philippians, but whatever the next book you jump into, because this is the last uh, chapter of Philippians, this is the last episode, that um, you take the tools that you've learned through this and um, you just keep flourishing in the word. Yeah. So good. So I love, before we clicked record, we were reviewing a little bit about chapter four. I love everything you shared, and I think you have so much goodness to share with us. I have a little tidbit that I want to share at the end but you take it away, Lana. <laughs> okay. Um, thanks, Stephanie. I've just loved doing this with you. So one thing Me I really too. notice, uh, yeah, it's, this has been super, super sweet. Um, one thing I really notice is that, well, one, we know, we talked about this in an earlier episode, is that the first convert of Philippi was a woman. Her name was Lydia. And, um, then we see in verse two of chapter four, I entreat, and I'm going to butcher this name because I, you, Eudodia or in Syntyche. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my best guess. Um, two women to agree in the Lord. Um, so we see that he's talking about women and a couple of times throughout the book of um, 
Philippians, he is talking about how pivotal women are in this church, that if you took the women out of the church, it would not be near as strong. And one thing he says in verse three is they have labored side by side with me in the gospel together. And I just love that. And when I saw side by side, I think it was there. It's it's shown one other time in the book of Philippians. I immediately thought of Adam and Eve and how Eve was taken from the rib of Adam. And that I think that that was done for one to show us that we are meant to be side by side, that man isn't to lord over women, um, but that we're different creations. That doesn't mean that one is better than the other. We're just different. And so while we may have different roles in the church, we are still co-laboring side by side for the advancement of the gospel. We're still equally as important in the mission of the gospel. And so if you're a woman listening to this, you are pivotal to the gospel going out in your sphere of influence. And Paul is, he's urging you that you're so important and he's telling these women they're so important. So that's one thing I noticed about um, women in particular. The other thing that really stood out to me was verse eight, and I want to read it. It says, finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about such things. And so I'm about to have my fourth baby, and every time I have a baby, um, it's tough. You know, we have broken sleep. We're exhausted, which I think leaves us very vulnerable to negative thinking, leaves us very vulnerable to sin. And so um, just in, you know, when I was at a really, really low point, I went and saw a counselor, which I totally recommend if you're struggling. There is absolutely no shame. God is called the great counselor. And I have actually loved counseling so much. I liken it to being in a boxing match you're out there giving the good fight and they go ding, ding, ding. And you go to the corner and you're like talking to the counselor and you're like, Oh man, yes. like, they're beating me up out there. And he's like, you can do it. And he gives you some water and you just <laughs> go back out there in the fight. So anyways, that's my plug for counseling. I, I just love it for all you counselors out there. Keep it up. You're doing amazing. But he told me, he said, Lana, I I'm sensing that you're having a lot of negative thinking and what I would like for you to meditate on is Philippians 4, 8, because it's called the divine filter or the divine sieve of the Bible. And it's what you should be running your thoughts through, Lana. And when he said this, he's like, if you are thinking a thought and it is not true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, excellent, if it's not worthy of praise, don't think about it. Instead, Focus on the things that are true, honorable, just, pure, etc. And so um, if you're struggling with your thought life, it's really going to manifest itself in everything you do. And the Lord Jesus wants us to keep our minds one on him because he is true, honorable, just, and pure, all of those things. that Those are things, those are attributes of Christ. Um, so he wants our minds fixed on those things. Um, but also just to help bring back an alignment. And, and that's not going to be easy. That's like going to do a workout or training for a marathon. You've got to do that day by day. Remember, sanctification, as Eugene Peterson says, is long um, obedience in the same direction. So where you are today with your thought life, if you keep 
if you keep at this partnering with the Holy Spirit and your sanctification in a year, your thought life could be so much better. And I really think that's going to manifest itself in your rejoicing in your joy, which is again, back to the theme of Philippians. Mm-hmm. So well said. I love everything you shared, Lana. And I think, you know, starting with what you first shared about women being pivotal in the church, it's so true. And I think as women, we just need to recognize that we are called. We're each called. We're called to disciple. And here these women are side by side with Paul, growing the church, spreading the gospel. And that's what we're called to do as well. And so, and I love that you called that verse eight, the divine filter. That's so good. I, I've written in my Bible, actually, this is our recipe for peace. And so actually after verse eight, so on to verse nine, Paul says, keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. So here he is encouraging the people of Philippi. And he says, then the God of peace will be with you. So if you do these things, then the God of peace will be with you. This is your recipe for peace. And I just love that because when we renew our minds, um, we are able to think on the things of heaven. We're able to feel that peace that surpasses understanding that can help us feel peaceful in prison, that can help us feel peaceful when we're struggling with a hard mom day, let's say we can still have that joy, that hope, that peace, those gifts of the Holy Spirit, um, the fruits of the Holy Spirit, because because our mind's fixed on God. So I just, I really love that part of chapter four. And then another part that I wanted to talk about was this idea of contentment. And so Paul talks about how in, in verse 12, I know indeed how to live in humble circumstances. I know also how to live with abundance in every circumstance and in all things. I have learned the secret of being well-fed and of going hungry, of living in abundance and of being in need. In verse 13, he says, I have the strength for everything through him who empowers me. So Paul has learned how to be content in every season. He's learned this art of contentment. And in this amazing book, again, if you sent this to me, who are you? (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) All for Everyone, The Prison Letters by N.T. Wright. Um, He's saying that, so the people of Philippi sent him provisions, so sent him money. Um, And he's saying that he's deeply grateful for people that have supported him. But he also is saying that he's he's not the sort of person who would grumble or moan at God if he wasn't kept well supplied and wasn't given, you know, the comforts of the world. On the contrary, God has put him through a tough school in which he has learned one of the most important lessons of life, contentment. Many other philosophers of the time spoke of contentment, but they usually did it through the idea of self-sufficiency. And so for Paul, though, he has a different view. He says, I am strong enough for anything because of the one who gives me strength. So he's giving God the glory here. He's saying that I can be, he says, self-sufficient, but content. 
he can be content in any circumstance. He can know how to live in any way, shape, or form, whether he's hungry or not, because God gives him the strength. God helps him be content. And I just love that so much. And, and then in verse 19, he says, my God will fully supply whatever you need. And that just sums it up for me. God will fully supply whatever you need. So in a hard mom day, I can think on this verse and think, okay, God will supply whatever I need. I have to take the step to reach out to him, but God will supply what I need. And I have the strength for everything through him, through him. So that's always the reminder. It's not that it's me. It's through him. That's always a good reminder. We don't stop with an affirmation like, I have the strength within me. No, we have the strength through Christ. So that's the affirmation that you'd want to speak over yourself. That's really good. That's all I've got. <laughs> really good. I mean, honestly, that's one thing the Lord has been um you know, whispering into my heart and my mind as I prepare for labor. I'm, let's see, I'm 30 weeks pregnant right now, and this will be my fourth, yeah, my fourth uh, labor delivery. And um, it's still a faith walk for me. And one thing I feel like God has taught me over time, but I still have to meditate on is that he's never, he's never left nor forsaken me. He won't leave me as an orphan in my time of need. He's going to come to me when when those labor pains start to come on, that is when I will be supplied with the courage that I need. That is when mm. I will be supplied with the presence um, I need from him. And he's done that for me every time. And I think so many times we are anxious about much. We, you know, we think about the 17 scenarios that could happen when really only one or two may ever happen. Um, and we wonder what I have the faith or the courage for, for whatever may come, even if, um, in those moments. And I think what Paul is saying too is, and my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and the glory in Christ Jesus. So whatever you're terrified of for your children, for your marriage, for your life, whenever that time may come, if it ever does, let's trust that he will supply what we need in that moment, but not a moment before, because tomorrow's troubles will take, you know, they'll come tomorrow. Um, but he meets us today with what we need and, um, in, enjoy, enjoy. This whole book has just been an absolute delight. It's been what I needed in my walk. I mean, every time I'm studying and digging in and I'm teaching, I feel like, um, a, a stream is just running through my soul. I'm not just like a bottled up, uh, reservoir of water that has no outlet. So I'm so glad we decided to do this together. Me too. Oh, it's been such a blessing for me too. And just such a blessing to dive into different resources and really study, write it out, read it. I even listen to it on the um, Bible app, the Version app. It's just, it's amazing how it really, it gets into your heart. It penetrates into your soul. And like you said, that stream of living water. And that's what the word is. It, it is our, the food for our souls. So I'm so glad we've done this. It's been such a blessing and I know we're going to have to do it again. I'm excited. Yeah. 
Absolutely. For the next time. And then do you want to just close with a prayer over all the listeners who've been journeying with us? I feel like we just need to pray over everybody, including ourselves, just that we continue to do this hard work, this good work, this very fruitful work of studying the word. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sweet Jesus, Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity for us to even have the technology to record this podcast. I thank you that you connected Stephanie and I, and um, Lord, I just know that was so divine because she's been a huge encourager for me in this just little endeavor of Girl Teach Me. And so, um, Lord, I just think about every woman listening to the sound of our voice, Lord Jesus. It's amazing. They could be listening all over the world, doing all kinds of things with their kids, washing dishes, folding clothes. And yet, Jesus, um, I pray that in this moment, you would just make your peace and your presence so tangible to them. So many things they could be walking through, um, maybe the hardest moments of their life. Lord, you haven't abandoned them for one second, and you are very aware of what is happening in their lives. And so, Lord Jesus, I just pray that um, they would feel how they are held in the palm of your hand, Lord. And um, God, I just pray that maybe even for the first time, they would press into your living word. It's alive. It's active. We are so blessed to have the Bible in our language and as many translations as we do bound up all 66 books in one collection called the Bible, how blessed we are. And so Lord, I pray that we wouldn't take that for granted. And I pray that these women would, all of us, Stephanie and I included, would uh, constantly be reminded that you speak to us through the word. And so, Lord Jesus, we love you so much. Thank you for continuing to allow us to partner in the sanctification of becoming more like you, Jesus. We love you in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. so much for tuning into 500 seconds to joy and for joining lana from girl teaching me and myself for this really special philippians bible study series if you enjoyed it let us know take a screenshot share it on instagram and tag myself at 500 seconds to joy podcast and lana at girl teach me And together we can lift up women, encourage them to read their word every day or most days and to really pursue Jesus each and every day because he's the joy giver friend. And when we pursue him, we will find more joy than we can ever imagine. Thank you so much for joining us today and we'll chat with you soon. Bye for now.